0: in the Southland. On a Monday Ooh. afternoon, we've waited oh. for this, homeboy, boy, homegirl. Oh. Sedano and Cap back together again, Jack! <hnlich again> <Because episodio>
1: <Vide-dy-dy-dy-dy-dy-dy-yen>
0: Sedano and Cap, your Monday afternoon, a Celsius Championship <Sj-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-f1> Mind Monday. Mind Mind. <interruptions> Monday. Now, I'm the only one like Ireland sitting in the studio at the moment, because Shitano is, <finale> is a little under the weather, but Cappy, before we get to you and welcome back, love. Thank you, buddy. Who else, after performing masterclass after masterclass in here last week? Right. Sedano gets the, you know, he gets the sickness mm-hmm. and is still doing a radio show today. Sedano, you are an American hero. Dude, he should get <laughs> a purple heart right immediately. <laughs> Bam! Put that on. I don't on. know
1: about
2: that, but thank Come you. Up. I appreciate it. Yes. How and by you the feeling?
1: way, you okay? You're right. Much better
2: today than I was yesterday.
1: Wow, I mean, you got to just give it up to this guy, Christopher. I mean, come on, I mean, he carried us last week, right? Well, We've you got a when you took your seventeenth
0: vacation week,
1: right? We got it, but we only have a ninety-minute broadcast today. He could very easily have bailed out
0: today. He could have, but he did it. Also, producer Lindsey baseball has returned to the show. Oh yeah, that's Lindsay?
3: right. Yeah, for anybody uh, who thought I was gone, <laughs> suckers, <laughs> You're wrong, I'm back.
0: <laughs> and she's getting ready for a Wild Card Weekend, Browns on Saturday, and producer D. Which game are your Eagles playing on Saturday? Saturday or they, play, Sunday? they play Monday. Monday oh, that's right. They get the Monday, Monday night, night game yeah. yeah. on ESPN. Yes. Yeah. Well, and we'll be at Yamava for that game. Yes. More details on that to come. We will be. Okay. Yes, we will be. Don't even start that, Sonana. There's been multiple emails. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't don't start the week off like that. We just got Cappy back. We don't want to scare him off. Right. I'm
1: and that's my bit, by the way, complaining about the schedule. Don't take my bit. Cappy, we missed you. Well, I got to tell you, I missed you guys too, but it's a darn good thing I was off last week because, like George, who has COVID, I didn't have COVID, but I got something last week, man. I don't know what it was. Like, I, I had the flu shot. So Rachelitis? Kinda, well, there could have been a little Rachelitis in there. Uh, you had the she poops? Had sick at <laughs> one point no 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 georgie i like to tell you about those this one didn't have this one was like the um it was the the shivers you know like where you oh that's cold. dude
2: that's i've had that twice i had it when i had the flu and i had it yesterday when i first got covid
1: so maybe the flu shot i'm not really sure maybe it doesn't uh mean that you avoid the flu maybe no no
2: it doesn't just, mean you avoid the flu it just it limits you from hospitalization
1: yeah so i had that then all of a sudden dude um on about like tuesday or wednesday of last week all of a sudden stuff started coming out of my body and i'm talking like nose and mouth like green stuff yeah um so then i had to get on a z-pack and then i I z-packed out and that kind of got me going you know got me better again yeah um and then i'll tell you guys really quickly you know i was off last week from being on the air but um something happened in my my real life which is my son, 23 years old, just graduated from college, I just brought him home from college, all of a sudden decides I'm turning around and I'm moving out. I'm, I'm moving back to Pittsburgh. So rather than like coming home and being home and saying I'm living down in San Diego, he decided no, I'm turning around, I'm moving back to Pittsburgh. the dude is driving cross country tomorrow. So I have been literally preparing to get this guy ready, rent an apartment, you know, figure out some some bedding stuff. Get the car ready to go. I mean, George, you're gonna find this stuff out here. You got a long way to go, but man, it just never ends with these kids. I'll tell you that right now. Well, look, man, he's
2: going back to Pittsburgh. He wants to be back in that neck of the woods. That's good for him. How what much less bedding person you have to
0: worry about, too? How much bedding does he need? Well, you know, I mean, you bed. made it sound like the bedding was but, a big deal. I mean, first the bed. That, oh. That's that's really the first. He part sounds of the like bedding. things. They, they, it all sounds like stuff he's paying for. I'm sure.
1: Oh, of course, naturally. Of course Well, he's. I was just gonna say, now doesn't this mean that he's, you know, he's off the payroll? Um, getting getting close to getting off the payroll. I actually sat down with him and said, Okay, brother, here's the deal. Here's how much is rent, here's how much is a car, here's how much is auto insurance, here's how much is a cell phone, et cetera, et cetera. You need to make this much money to cover these expenses. And then when you do that, you'll be off the payroll. But I'd say we're a few months away from that.
2: Right. And don't forget groceries and stuff. You yeah,
1: know. I forgot about food. He's gotta eat, doesn't he? Yeah. Forgot about that part of it. By
0: the yeah. way, Sidano, isn't it karma like John Lennon once sang about instant karma? Cappy, you whined and whined and whined about last week. You just had to have it off, mm-hmm. and then you get the itis. Yep, the Rachel itis. Mm-hmm. Was she mad that you were sick?
1: Um, not like terribly mad.
2: Wow, so she was actually mad that you were sick, even a little bit.
1: <laughs> no, she just she didn't want to get it, and then of course you know what happens. Of course, you know by the end of the week she had it right so i kind of i got well you know she got a little bit sick first when we were down in mexico then we came back and she was good but then i got sick and then we went up to mammoth and then she got a little bit sick and now we're back to work and we're both i think like probably 80 or 90 percent but i'm good i'm ready to go god i missed everybody though i especially missed the circle i missed the squad uh i'm ready for 2024 i can tell you that right now you're ready yeah very ready what are you ready for well, George, I've made a few lifestyle changes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I haven't really talked about these quite yet, but I've made yeah. some changes to my life. Yeah. Um, not New Year's resolutions, necessarily. Just, lifestyle changes. Just, yeah. just lifestyle changes. You know right. what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like I joined Mason's team all of a sudden. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> lifestyle changes. Okay. You know? <laughs> but um, but I, I've made some drastic changes in my life. And I'll Such tell you as? the first one. And I, I'm not a New Year's resolution guy, but I'm going to just say this to everybody. Yeah. Just so you know yeah. where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty four is my year of no drama. I'm I'm in a drama free zone in twenty twenty four. You feel me? Okay. Just want to put that out there for you. I'm everybody. just saying, like, are you
2: like Mary J. Blige, No More Drama in My Life? Like is that what's happening? If Mary J. Blige has a song
1: called No More Drama in My Life, then yes, I'm just like her.
2: Yeah, that's she, a song. Yeah, no more
0: drama. more drama. Yeah, she oh. does. He didn't just make that up like that.
1: Oh, I thought he did. That was I thought that was a pretty creative makeup, you know? But he just popped that one right out.
2: I mean, it's- It's twenty-two years old, I believe. The song. Oh, it would be a
1: new song if I heard it today. I can tell you that.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm sure Dcash Money can find it somewhere. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. So ready to go for 2024. Excited to be back on the airwaves of 710. Stoked to be back with our squad and and ready to just start going, man. Let's do it. And what a day, by the way, George. What a day to get back to it because yesterday was an incredible day of NFL football. Then ending it up last night. I don't know about the rest of you guys. Golden Globes. I didn't know about any Golden Globes. All I knew about was the Lakers and the Clippers last night. Look what at a you, win. Cappy. Why?
2: I mean, I'm, I'm glad you were able to sneak it all in.
1: Yeah, I mean, anybody who's telling me today about the Golden Globes, I'm like, Golden Globes? I didn't know there was Golden Globes last night. I knew the Lakers Clippers last night, Jack.
2: Yeah, Lakers Clippers was fun, although I did sneak in a little Golden Globes on the second screen, and I didn't realize that Tom from Succession was British. I thought he was Australian. What? Or oh, whatever. He has an accent. Yeah, it he does have an accent. everything.
3: Isn't it so weird? They when all do you on that have- show. But isn't it strange, though, when you see people who play like regular English American accents? They do a
2: much better job of playing us than we do of them.
3: Yes, 100%. I just feel like it's fascinating. Like It seems like it would be hard to do.
2: Like Our British accents and Australian accents Terrible. stink, yeah. but they can do our accent really well.
1: Yeah, they always convince us. Like I'm with you. Like If I would have known, if I would have seen the Golden Globes last night, and I would have heard Tom, and I and I found out that you say he's Australian, is that right? Yeah. Or
0: British, something like I, that. I would never have known that. Yeah, me neither. But I was like, watch, "Whoa, wait a second. But after every episode, you guys didn't watch the behind-the-scenes stuff. No. no, I didn't. Well, no, oh, no, see, no. that's where you discover they all have accents. No, yeah. all of didn't them know that except didn't know Greg, that. The <laughs> Greg the By leg. Greg the. leg. By the way, more succession talk in a moment. Uh, Shitano, can you tell us about Jacob and Ronnie, and then we're gonna come back to content.
2: Yeah, we'll come back to content. I want to catch Cappy up on Coach Hamon and everything that uh, he's been embroiled in here. It feels like over the last couple weeks, it's been a rough couple weeks for our guy,
1: mm-hmm. Cappy, your guy. Yeah. he's not your guy anymore. I mean, he's all
2: right. I mean, he's not kosher. I mean, he's Coach Hamon. Oh, I see. All right. But first, let me tell you about uh, my guy, Jacob and Ronnie. speaking of my guys. If you were driving to a friend's house this past weekend to watch a game but injured in an auto accident it wasn't your fault, what do you do? That's right. You call Jacob immediately at 844-24-JACOB. Jacob Jacob and his team, they offer a free consultation, so you have nothing to lose by calling and explaining your situation at 844-24-JACOB. Jacob Jacob begins working with you. You can move on with your life. Jacob and his team will find you the doctor in your area that specializes in your injury. They... Also, we'll work with the auto body shop and the car rental place on your behalf, which is obviously very important. And then Jacob and his team are ready to help you get you back on your feet, get you the compensation that you deserve. So if you're in any kind of car accident, a slip, a fall, or any other type of personal injury, only one name to remember, guys. It's Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. A lot of attorneys say they'll fight for you. Man, you call Jacob, he'll win for you. So call him at eight four four twenty four 24 jacob That's eight four four twenty four 24 jacob 844 24 Jacob, or visit him online at calljacob.com. Beautiful, beautiful.
1: Yeah, especially when you said there's only one name and then you said Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. That was really good.
0: Yeah, well, I just wanted to stress the name. Right. Shadana, what happens if that thoughts. ball goes all the way in last night? <laughs> <sighs> Is today not only NFL coaches going bye-bye? No, I don't think Darvin Ham was getting fired, after even if they lost that game yesterday.
1: I mean, he seems to be putting it out publicly that uh, he's got the support of the governoress. governor ness He does.
2: He does. I so I was told last week, and I mentioned this By who? on the air while you were gone, Cappy. That he, I don't see him getting fired this year, barring uh, what was the word I used, Lindsay, when I talked to you.
3: Um, I think it was like disaster or catastrophe. No,
2: but it's semblant. It's a semblance to that. There's some semblance to it. Meltdown. Anyway, you use
3: meltdown. That's what he's saying. Meltdown, meltdown. Correct.
2: Ooh, yeah, meltdown. it would take an incredible meltdown for that to happen. So last no, week I don't was think not one, one of those.
1: Meltdown. Last week was not a meltdown. No. Okay. Just a little, a little speed bump in the middle of the so season. So h- here's what I would say. Mm-hmm, okay.
2: Me. Does Darvin Ham deserve some blame for some of the issues going on? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The answer. The short answer to that is yes. Darvin Ham. 35, 36, 37 games in does not have a lineup per se or rotation or whatever you want to call it, right? But part of that is due to injury. Part of that is also cappy due to the fact that the roster construction, I still don't think is great. Now, people are going to say, well, everybody was praising them this offseason, but really were they? I mean, people said Austin Reeves was a good contract, but and that they like the continuity, but we sat here and dissected a lot of those guys and said they weren't all great. <coughs> oh, this is going to be rough.
1: No, I, I, I could I could do you the favor of jumping in when I hear you choking and coughing. But on the other hand, it's almost like more fun to not throw you a life preserver and hear how bad it goes. You know. <coughs>
3: oh, there's a re- there's a couple like really famous Howard Stern clips of like guys totally. Coughing and choking on the air, that he would just make fun of them, just like you're doing, Cap. Yeah, no, I mean, I
1: listen. There's been many, many times where I've I've been in the same circumstances, or a guest has come on and they're choking like crazy, you know. And then instead of just like saving them, throwing them that life vest, you're just like, eh, let them choke. Let's see how let's see how it goes. So mean. We're a behind
0: the veil type radio (laughs) station,
1: right? Exactly. We're we're a let it all hang out kind of radio station. Okay. All natural. Georgie, okay? Yeah, I'm fine. So anyway, um,
2: you know. A lot of the guys they added, I wasn't necessarily huge on, and we talked about it. You asked me when we did Insider-Outsider. I felt like the roster was going to need tweaking anyway, and here we are. They need tweaking.
1: Yeah, but listen, let me just say one thing about Coach Ham. You know, the the comment he made the other night about um, how, you know, the, the injuries are the issue that they're having. You know, most times you hear coaches say, we don't use injuries as an excuse. Or you hear coaches say, next man up. Okay, everybody uses the phrase, next man up. Well, instead of using that phrase or saying, hey, we can't use injuries as an excuse, you know what he did? He used injuries as an excuse. I mean, can can we agree on that or do we disagree on that? Um, No,
2: I don't know if it's an excuse, but it's the
1: reality. It is the reality. The reality is is that guys come to the Lakers and, People get excited about the, the new roster and the additions. And pe- and I know for me, I was really excited about the continuity. Think about the offseason. Think about LeBron putting on his own training camp. Thinking about these guys having played together for 25 or so games last year and how far they went into the playoffs. That's going to bleed over into this new year. And then you see guys like D'Angelo Russell who is, he's just an every other kind of game sort of player. You don't seem to get the, the straight consistency that you want from a guy like that. The roster, you can say what you want, but it's also a decision by the coach about who's going to start, who's going to come off the bench. And the constant change of combination uh, of agreed. starting lineup uh, is that's a big why, problem.
2: But that's what I said, that he definitely deserves blame. The short answer to that is yes. But it's not all his fault.
1: Of course it's not all his fault. I mean, that's like saying it's all Dave Roberts' fault when the, when the Dodgers don't win in the playoffs and they've got no pitchers start. left. I mean, I'll I'm start. just making the point. That's all. Don't don't break bobbleheads. It's only it's the beginning the difference of game. The Lakers aren't the best team in the league. Well, they did win the in-season tournament,
3: <laughs> right?
1: Right? And, and, and they did make it to the Western Conference Finals, which means that they were one of the top four teams in the league. So, you know, the, the Lakers, we can sit here and say, well, roster construction and combinations and injuries, but there was a time not long ago where people were like, they could win it all. This year, people were saying that.
3: They still can. Yeah. I th- mean, it's not like this is just I like- mean,
0: yeah, it's only January. Oh, that's okay, right. right how about this, Cappy? Let's, let's sit down and drink some water. Can no, I'm voice, good. But, no, well, we got to tell our friends about Subaru. Then we're going to be back in like two minutes after that. And then we'll keep this rolling. Because we got well, one well, hour do from get,
2: now. I do want to get into what LeBron said yesterday because I found that to be... Fa- I mean, LeBron has said a lot of great things. Like, Cappy, the fact you and I have not been on the air together while LeBron is saying all these things, I feel like we missed the chance to just do really fun radio to
1: be yeah honest. well LeBron the one thing about LeBron we'll get into it is as I've always tried to tell you he and I are a lot alike and he is a um he is not a rational father I can tell you that right now
0: okay well go tell him about Subaru
1: I would love to you know
0: 3.37 on your afternoon drive. Shit out of a Cappy. Back together again. On a Monday afternoon, a Celsius Championship Monday. Cappy, one of my favorite songs of all time. Tell me. On this day in 1977, the number one hit, Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis junior Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a star, Cappy, Mm-mm. to be in my show. You never do, baby. That's because I love you, Jack. Huh? Uh. So that Philly soul, that Philly sound, man. Now, Cappy, tomorrow will be really exciting for a live imagery Tuesday. You return in person, That's and right. you and I have not embraced. Nope, it's been a while. I'm going to mount you tomorrow. Gosh, I hope so. Keep yeah. that going, man. Keep that good. DeAndre, don't do that quick fade Come you on, were doing DeAndre. last week. I got you. Out I'm, you I'm, I'm just, work, I'm just this working. They say Mason in and I or Travis and <laughs> Celia. We don't do quick fades yeah. here. <laughs> no, man. We sing it out. Sedano's going to inform Cappy on so much Lakers talk in just a moment, but Cappy, a week from today, where are we going to be, sucker? We
1: are going to be at Yamava. Now, listen, I want to tell everybody, NFL playoffs, we will be at the 909 on Monday. You know the whole football season we were there on Thursdays, but it's going to be even better on a Monday night. So I want everybody to make your plans right now. One week from today, we're at the 909 Sports Bar inside Yamaha Resort and Casino. The greatest sports bar on the planet. It is the sports bars with SoFi Stadium is two stadiums. Monitors everywhere, 150 of them. 32 different craft beers. Four incredible restaurants. And it's not just football. It's playoff football. So while the intensity takes it up another notch on the field, the intensity takes it up another notch at Yamava. We will see you guys all there Monday. Make your plans. How was that? I'm excited. Good. I'm excited to be with you. You better get healthy, Jack. I don't need you getting me sick.
2: Well, I uh, presume by a, a week from now, I should be fine. You're going to you be know, fine. You know, when I see you're you, gonna you gonna I'm fine.
0: probably
1: going to kiss better. you. You know that?
0: All right. Well. Think about your immunity, Sedano. You had the flu and now you got COVID. I've got like the double immunity. Yeah, you're going to be like a superhero in 2024. Yeah.
1: I mean, by the, the way, I- the You You take fact that, anything for the flu? You take like that Tamiflu stuff or Thero I did. Flu? I took
0: Tamiflu. Mm-hmm. The I, fact I, it
3: took him this long to get sick, I feel like is pretty impressive. He made it through like the whole football season. Pretty Man,
0: much. Lindsay just came back and she found a way to make Sedano being sick a compliment.
3: I don't know. I, I'm not serious. <laughs> Man, it's so amazing. You just got sick. <laughs> I mean, I, I well, would not... Well, she just somebody somebody assumed travels. that it would happen yeah. much
2: like me, that uh, we had this conversation earlier, that I would just would have happened at some point during the season. Sure. Well, how about travel. just
1: during the holidays? I mean, I don't know exactly where you were in all these different places, but I must have seen you or heard you on like three or four different bowl games Plus NBA basketball games, so you're schlepping all over the place. You're in stadiums, you're in arenas, you know, you're around people. It is actually quite an amazing thing that it took this long for you to get sick.
2: Yeah, I agree with Lindsey. Yeah, it, it it's kind of crazy. Now the fact that it happened with two different illnesses in three weeks is not fun, but it is what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was what it was. Correct. So, um, so what? So what do you, what is Austin's. your
2: issue with LeBron, by the
1: way? Well, I don't have an issue with LeBron. I just, I, I understand where LeBron is coming from. In other words, like during the crosstalk, like during Super Crosstalk, when we were talking about the Rams kicking situation. Yeah. If Sean McVay called me today, okay, and he said to me, look, we're in a desperate situation for kicking. Could your son, who just finished his college career at a D2 school, could he come kick for us? Here's what I'd say to Coach McVay. Coach, from 45 in lane. From 45 in his money, Coach, no problem, okay? But really, that's like, that, that, that's like living in another world. You know, that's like LeBron who says something like, you know, right now, even Bronny could play for the Lakers. Oh, really? Could he? Because let me ask everybody a question. A, are you paying attention to USC basketball? And B, if you are, is Bronny dominating? Did I miss something? Is he like an automatic All-American so far this year? Is he the leading scorer? Is he, the, is he carrying USC's basketball team?
2: No, Bronny is playing about 17, 18 minutes a game.
1: Yeah, and what's he scoring a game? Six points? Seven points? Seven points, points, yeah. Yeah, And, and who's the best player on the USC basketball team, the leading scorer of the USC basketball team? Is it Bronny? No. Okay, so if he would have said, hey, look, I'm exaggerating, but I think this kid Boogie Ellis could play for us right now, hey, look, he's averaging 18 points a game, he's played in 15, 16 games, he's playing 25, 30 minutes a game. Like, I understand the exaggeration, but you see, I don't think LeBron is exaggerating. I think LeBron really thinks in his own mind, that Bronny could be playing for the Lakers right now.
2: Yeah, Bronny, he, he, he's, he's caught up in being a father, which I think sometimes can happen to the best of us.
1: Well, that's what makes LeBron human, is that LeBron is as ridiculous as the rest of us when it comes to our kids. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you.
3: I mean, Cap, did you see that he said he, on Christmas Day he would rather be watching his daughter open presents than be playing basketball? A lot of people were offended by that. But offended? I was like, no, oh, he's, a, he's a human. He's a dad. Well,
2: I mean, listen, Darvin Ham, you know, freaked everybody in Lakers nation out because he said something to the effect of like, you know, I'm tired of people living and dying with every result. This is a marathon. You know, it's 82 games during the regular season plus the postseason. And Laker fans, you would have thought that they he would have said your mama to all of them. You know what I mean? Individually, by the way. No, like the, the way they reacted. Mama.
1: He would not have said that, George. He would have said, yo, mama. Right. Not your that- mama.
2: But it was like what, what, like he's just having a moment of just, like, sanity. And, yeah, that fan is short for fanatic for a reason. But good Lord, the reaction was insane. What, who side over there, Christopher? Wh- I wh- wh-
0: Why were you sighing? Just because Cappy thought he was funny there. He wasn't. Well, I mean, the way George said, your mama. <laughs> but I this mean, also it's... reminded me. You know what else you miss, Cappy? Well, Tell me. Last week, Sedano pulled a faux pas of all faux pas, but he knew what he was doing. What'd he do? He got Johan Buhan on this show. Took Oh, Johan Buhan. Stole Johan Buhan from The Athletic right away from Sliwa. And now yeah. Sliwa's got a target on our back. On all of our backs? Or yeah. Just no, he's at home listening to the payback by James Brown, like the Dead Presidents. Yeah. Like that movie. hmm He's going to light us up one day. When we oh, least really? expect it. Really? <laughs> he's really? coming for us. <laughs> isn't he? He's going to pull up in an Eldorado and pop!
3: He doesn't have a target on my back. I got a very nice bottle of well, wine from well, Slee we all for did. Christmas. Slee literally
0: not me. Slee gave yeah, exactly, like f- Cap. 22 bottles of wine out. And when Thanks, you saw Friday's, Friday's email now, you know why, Cappy. Hmm.
1: <laughs> so he took Yovan Bufa and no, he put we, him on the we show. we took Yohan Buhan. So George took Johan Buhan and put him on the air. Well, Sedano apparently has known him longer. And therefore he belongs to Sedano. And he just broke the story. <laughs> Yeah, The whole by the Darvin Ham story. Darvin Hamm was not happy about that either, was he? No, no, he was not. He was not happy. Well, he, he just won- said, I mean, I don't blame him.
2: Like, in his spot, he's like, there's six sources? Well, you know, they could just come to me. The door's open.
1: Yeah, but you see, this is the way it goes today. This is this is the way it's been. It's been going like this for years. Everybody's got an unnamed source. Everybody's got a source that wasn't authorized to speak. Therefore, they're not, you know, they can't put their name on it. It's such a convenient and easy thing for for people to do. Now I'm not blaming Jovan. okay? i No, he's saying, doing his job. Absolutely. But, right. But but they but it's it this is the way it goes. Is, hey, look, I spoke to this guy and I spoke to that guy. I can't tell you who they are, but I spoke to them and this is what they say. And then Darwin comes out and Darvin's like, uh, yeah, so look, um, how about being a man and coming to me and saying this face to face as opposed to talking to a reporter and not putting your name on it? And then Garvin does this thing, which I can appreciate where he's coming from, even though I'm not from the same place. Hey, look, I'm from Saginaw, all right? I've been shot in this life. I've seen a lot of violence go down. So if you think that this stuff bothers me, you got the wrong guy, Jack. Well,
2: no, it's true, and he said that to us. Before he said it to the main media, he told us that in the meeting, and it, it, it's kind of true when you listen to him. I mean, he's been, he's been through real-life stuff. Not, like basketball, What he's, his point was basketball doesn't match up to the stuff I've actually had to endure in real life, like we'll figure this stuff out. Okay, at the end of the day, um, or we won't. It's a bottom line business, but it's not. It's not as, as not that it's not as important. But what he basically said is just not like it's trivial compared to the stuff he's been through in real life.
1: Is yeah, what but saying. that's. But okay, fine. You you lived a tough life. You grew up in a tough part of town. You saw uh, bullets whizzing by your head. You know, you saw gang life and drug dealing and all and you've you've, you know, persevered and you've become an NBA head coach. But that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about your tough life growing up. We're just simply talking about winning and losing. And as we all know, the pressure of being a Laker and being the Lakers coach is different than being the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. Oh no, no. no. Listen,
2: I'm not disputing that. Like I I you know, he clearly forgot who his fan base was and who he, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, the fan base is not changing, but it doesn't mean that he, that there aren't morsels of him being correct there too, you know?
1: All I can tell you is this. Uh, last night was a very fortunate win for the Lakers. For as bad as the Lakers have been, for as good as the Clippers have been, and for the way the Clippers have owned the Lakers over the last, what is the number, 30 games or whatever it's been, to get a win last night against the Clippers in a very tight ball game that came down to the last shot—that's a very solid win, especially for a Laker team that had been struggling the way it was. So yeah, it's it, it, a big it win and
2: against a team that even I know you've beaten them now twice this season, but clearly has owned you for the better part of many years now. You know,
1: but can it be what the Lakers said it was last night? Can it be the start of a turnaround? That—that that is the question. Maybe.
2: I think it's possible. Um, I, I think that it seems fairly obvious to me this team needs a, a trade. And I know I'm going to beat a dead horse here. Don't do that. But D'Angelo Russell's got to go because he's the one with the salary that makes the most sense.
1: Well, I mean, of everybody that you might look at, the guy who you talk about having a target, that's the guy, D'Angelo Russell, because you've seen him actually have really big, exciting – Offensive, explosive games, and then you've seen him just kind of go dark. And so, listen, you're not getting rid of Austin Reeves because he's a heart and soul guy. You're not getting rid of Rui because he's a guy who just signed a big deal and you haven't seen enough of him this year because of his injuries. You know, you're not going to get rid of the guys. Well, I don't
2: think so. I think you could get rid of Rui depending on who the player you can get back is.
1: Perhaps, but I'm just saying he's not he's not your top trade candidate right now. You're the top trade candidate guy is most likely D'Angelo Russell. That's all I'm trying to say.
2: Right. Okay, Well, look, I, I do think Lindsey, it's funny, Lindsey's got the good LeBron radar, too, because when he made the comment yesterday about Ty Lu when he was asked about, what do you think of the James Harden uh, clippers or whatever? He's like, the James Harden clippers. He's like, that's the T. Lue clippers. Mm-hmm. He's like, it only took him five games. Figured it out. Mm-hmm. And now people are like, oh, is he taking a shot at Darvin? Well, he? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't ask him.
3: Probably. I Maybe. Mean, LeBron is so calculated. He knows what he's doing.
1: He knows whatever he says is going to get people. Are, he's he's hip to his own game. Like he's not. He's, well, that's why even is. even the Bronny thing. I don't even think that he's being serious. Like, hey, Bronny could play for us. Well, of course, Bronny could play for you. I can play for you, too, and be terrible. I could go play for the Dodgers and strike out five times in a game. But I don't think he's really necessarily propping Bronny so much is just he's using it as an example of we we're we're not good right now that even Bronny could play for us. I mean I'm not so sure. I mean sure he, he s- did
2: say they sucked the other day, which I was mean, not a, an inaccurate uh, depiction of right. what they how they were playing.
1: Well, I mean my goodness, I mean what was it? 4 or 5 games in a row they lost last week.
2: Uh, yeah, it was not good. I mean they had lost I think it was 10 of 13 games after the in-season tournament, after the IST.
1: Yeah, the IST. Boy, I had to win that. Had to put everything in in into that bucket because I had to win that.
2: Well, and let me not even get started with these fools out there like and i know some of it is tongue-in-cheek with some people but that oh the banner take it down it's bad luck or I mean, oh, you stop break.
1: give me a break take down the banner hey man i said you should have had a parade
0: well i don't know about that that's excessive too that win. seems so long ago when you last worked with us
1: i know it's been a long time
2: <laughs> i know it's been like six weeks hey cappy coming up next let's get into the rams there's good news okay but i was wrong about one thing about the rams okay only one? One and only one.
0: Okay, got it. All right. Now, did you already talk about Yamava? Do we have to talk yeah, about Yamava? Yamava's good. Why don't you tell us about Next Gen? Then we'll be back in about four minutes after that. Okay, great. Uh, with limited time. St- 354 in the Southland. You're Mario talk about In and Out there. Paul Giamatti photographed last night at the one in Westwood after the Golden Globes with his Golden Globes sitting right next to the double double. That's a good job, Jack. Beto
2: had uh, a picture on his Instagram on one of his stories about In-N-Out, and I haven't had it in so long. I was
1: like, man, that looks really good. You know, the oh onion wrapped it, it. the, the other the, day. It was incredible. Fun.
0: Yeah. Yesterday, January 7th, what's incredible is this song came out 21 years ago. Wow. In 2003, 50 Cent released the Bing. song In a Club as a single. I yeah. remember doing a lot of things yeah. at the clubs yeah. with this song. Was it playing? You know what I mean, Cappy? Oh, I do. You got to get the little cocktail straw. Right. I mean, uh,
1: right. Behind the velvet ropes. Yeah. A little bottle service action.
0: Exactly right. It is a Celsius championship Monday, 4.30. We will go to coverage. Live from Houston. Hello. Michigan against Washington. DeMarco Farr's Washington Huskies. I wish DeMarco Farr was here so I can remind him. Yeah, I guess the Rams beat a second playoff team if you count yesterday. It's not the Colts. Colts got knocked out Saturday night. And I was so excited. The Niners, yeah. Oh, but Sam Darnold started. Does that really count as a playoff team?
1: Well, I mean,
0: yeah, I not it to like you. Matthew
1: Stafford started, so I mean you got to give you yeah, got Carson
0: Wentz. I mean, come
1: on, but you got to give. Which listen, good? I, I said this to you guys all season long, and I and I say all season. I really should say like after the bye, because remember the Rams were like three and six, and it didn't look like they were going anywhere. And as they recovered in the second half of the season, there is no question in my mind. This is Sean McVay's greatest coaching job ever. Now then it becomes really juicy George because to have Stafford go home to Detroit after let's face it I mean he forced his way out of Detroit and then in his first year with the Rams won a Super Bowl in LA and Jared Goff when you really look at the numbers has taken the Detroit Lions over the course of the last three years and he's just one game better than 500 but in Detroit Lions history that might as well be 25 games better than 500. Right. I mean, that's how bad yep. they've been our entire life. The last time the Lions like had a home playoff game, 1993. Barry Sanders. Right, yeah. Barry Sanders.
2: Scott Mitchell uh, was the right, quarterback. Right,
1: Wayne Fonce is the
2: coach. Oh, actually, no, Scott Mitchell may not have been the quarterback. It was actually he, Mitchell came afterwards, I want to think. Wayne Fonts? Wayne Fontz, yeah, might have been like Eric Kramer or Rodney Pete, actually, oh. quarterback at one of those teams.
1: You might be right. I don't remember exactly. You might be right because Scott Mitchell did come like not long thereafter, probably like 1994. I think he was the next year. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the bottom line is, the Detroit Lions have been a horrific football franchise most of our entire adult lives. Yes. Okay. So for the Lions to host a playoff game, yeah, against a player like Stafford, who again. He, he had hall of fame caliber statistics, but he also took a hall of fame caliber beating throughout his 12 years or whatever it was Yeah, for him to return to Detroit and have a playoff game. And for Goff to be the quarterback of the lions now and hosting this playoff game. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is no doubt of this wild card weekend coming up. It is the juiciest, most delicious, most sensational story of all the games going.
2: Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. And by the way, it was Eric Kramer. He, 22 of 31 for 248 yards, a touchdown, two picks, and four sacks. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders, by the way, 27 carries, 169 yards in that game. And they What's lost. Who'd they lose to? Green Bay. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> but, you know, yeah, I, I would say that for all the, it has the best storylines. I don't think there's any question about that. And if you're the Rams, of all the opponents you could have gotten, forget about the storylines. It's actually the best shot you have of winning, too
1: is that because we all perceive the Lions to be the Lions or is it because we think that the matchups really actually favor the Rams?
2: Well, the Dallas Cowboys kicked their ass and I feel like the Lions, um, while good, I still have a lot of questions about them. Now, maybe that's part of that is the bias of they haven't been good in forever. Um, and And part of it is also, hey, Sean McVay knows Jared Goff really well, right? So does that help him and Raheem Morris scheme against him? and you know Dan Campbell's first playoff game right like there's a lot of things at play here that i think favor the rams in a way that wouldn't have favored them against mike mccarthy and the cowboys for what, what example because f- that's f- who f- they probably would have would have played so i don't i don't necessarily think so here's the way i would describe it do i think they're going to win i don't know the answer to that but can they win yes had they played the cowboys i think it would have been a much more much more of an uphill battle than it would be against the Lions. I like their matchup against the Lions better than I do against the Cowboys, so I like their chances better, even though I'm not 100% convinced they're actually going to win.
1: Yeah, I think, I think a lot of what you just said is because of the perception we have of the Lions organizationally and historically, and I also think a lot of it is the perception that we have of what Jared Goff was when he left. Look, um, Jared Goff has gone to Detroit, and in his like nearly 50 games, he's one game better than 500. If you really, really did a comparison between Stafford and Goff, the numbers are remarkably close. Um, Stafford has more wins; he's twenty-four and seventeen over the last three years with the Lions or with the Rams. Whereas Goff is only one game better than five hundred. Goff has about twelve hundred more passing yards in that same period of time. Touchdowns are virtually the same. Interceptions, um, you know, a lot more—well, about ten more for Stafford—and their quarterback rating is almost exactly the same. I mean, other than the Super Bowl, if the Rams had not won the Super Bowl, Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford, I mean, they are completely comparable quarterbacks, statistically speaking. Uh, being at home for the first time in a playoff game in more than 30 years, um, you've got to think that the Detroit crowd is going to go absolutely nuts and create a real home field advantage. Dan Campbell, to me, is a walking version of Hulk Hogan. He's a wrestling motivational speaker. Um I just think there's a lot of advantages that Detroit has. The disadvantages for Detroit is that Sean McVay is a Super Bowl champion coach. Sean McVay and his coaching staff have probably just had the best season of of their entire coaching careers. And Matthew Stafford is playing out of his mind when most of us thought he probably should have already retired. So this is a very, very juicy storyline going into this game. I actually can't wait for this weekend. By the way, I was
2: wrong about one thing. What's that? I thought the Rams would be a nine-win team and get in the
0: playoff, not a ten-win teams and get into the Did playoffs. you hear the promo that's been playing today that has no. the audio of you and McVay from camp? Oh, yeah? No, I have not heard it. Uh, DeAndre, find the Rams Believe promo. It's PRM uh, slash Ram. And while he finds that, I can tell you it's 4 o'clock at KSPN Los Angeles, a good karma brand's radio station. We're going to keep rolling. The- Are we sweeping? We're sweeping, baby. We're in a sweep. Okay. Uh, on a Celsius championship Monday, we're sweeping! By the way, I
1: love all the Celsius representation behind you in the studio. I hope everybody's watching on YouTube right now. Celsius Champ Monday. I drank a watermelon Celsius yesterday, uh, two days ago when I was driving south from Mammoth. That is a very tasty beverage. I'll have you know.
0: Beautiful man, I've had a couple today. You have? Yeah.
1: Really? We yeah, got the be fired up.
0: We got the. Believe promo. Let's play that DeAndre. I want-